Hi, welcome to the Philosopher Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Jiggy Jr. And today our guest is a uh, sought-after lawyer, a radio personality. He has a radio show on Radio Cinco 92.3 News FM in Luzon, in the national capital region. He is a social media influencer. And most of the time, he is a Duterte supporter, although not all the time. My classmate back in high school in UP Authority, Bruce Rivera. Morning, Jiggy. Good morning to everyone. Good morning to all the listeners in your podcast. Uh, it's 7.30, so I think uh, we're all up and, uh, up and going. <laughs> Ready for sleep? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Bruce, thank you so much for doing this. Um, no problem. You know, I know no you're, problem. Uh, you were kind of under the weather. I saw your post earlier, and you were kind of under the yeah. weather. Thank you so much for still doing this. Full disclosure, okay. uh, Bruce. First of all, full, full disclosure, I am not a fan of... Uh, uh, the, pre- the the president, nor am I, okay. a, nor am I a, a hater, okay? Yeah. I actually <laughs> am uh, a centrist in this divide. My yeah. brain was going to vote for somebody else, but my heart was going to vote for, 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 for Duterte. And one sociologist, sociologist once said, in matters of elections, people usually vote with a heart and not with a brain. So yeah. uh, I would have probably voted for him if I had to vote, but I didn't end up voting for him anyway because I, I uh, did vote in the uh, last elections. Anyway, Bruce, yeah. we are down to the penultimate State of the Nation address just a few days ago. Um, yeah. We are facing the greatest challenge of a generation. Do you think yeah. the sauna matched the moment? Um, I think it's a matter of, uh, it's a matter of taste. Rather, you know, some people found it, some people found it uh, okay. Some people found it, uh, you know, good. Some people found it, uh, you know, it served a purpose. Some people didn't even find it, uh, um, it didn't find it, uh, didn't like it, you know. Uh, for me, I think it's, uh, it's mostly, uh, I, I didn't like the, the opening because, of course, there was already an, an attack, but I, but I do, uh, you know, I do actually know the story beforehand uh, about uh, Senator Drillon, but you know, it's uh, it was uh, it was a personal uh, it was it was his, his personal uh, feelings uh, which uh, which uh, started uh, the speech, which uh, honestly I didn't like. However, uh, you know, the only thing that the, the only thing that you can you can say about that is that if the president really is bent on saying something he will say something he, nobody can stop that however uh the rest of the speech was uh you know was was i think uh there were uh things that because remember we have to understand that before the sauna there's a pre-sauna meaning uh what he was stating already therein in the in the in the actual sauna there were already pre-saunas that would actually uh that would actually give uh, the the specifics so if people are asking for the meat, uh, there's a pre-sauna that uh, I think many people uh, didn't even know that, they, uh, that uh, there is a pre-sauna happening usually uh, days before the actual sauna. So we already knew about the, the pre-sauna uh, contents beforehand. However, of course, during the actual sauna, uh, the pre-sauna is not, is not m- mentioned. So many people are asking about the, the beef and uh, many people were shocked that, oh, there's a pre-sauna. 
So what he was saying in the in the actual sauna were there were snippets of, of it. Uh, the the whole illustration, the whole uh, the the specifics were in the pre-sauna. So um, there it was well. Two years ago, I think, there was a time when there was a change of leadership. GMA took over a speaker. I said it was underwhelming and I got a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of bashing from the, from the Duterte supporters because I, I, you know, I said it was under, underwhelming. And honestly, it was really underwhelming because he was really like angry at the time, at the time because there was a power struggle uh, before his eyes. Now, it's not underwhelming, but I felt that uh, he was tired. Everyone yeah. was tired, yeah. so we. Uh, I felt that uh, um, basically he's uh, he was being honest. Uh, for me, the honesty there is clear. Uh, it's also clear that he was tired because for for a couple, for the for the months before, well, he was doing all he was doing all these things. Uh, you know, trying to be trying to be strong, but but you know the the body. Uh, usually takes over so he was he was kind of tired and of course uh the, but of course he's uh he's he's trying to be strong and that's and that's a typical Duterte I know you know trying to be strong in even even in the midst of all this he's trying to be strong but you know that he's really beaten and, and you know and, and tired but but of course we just hope for extra strength from all of us you know that we can continue with this. Yeah. You got a sense that you know uh, he was he was uh, he could barely see the, the the script. You got a sense yeah. that he wasn't he wasn't really prepared. No, and no, then, no. Know, it was he... it was a it was a preparation problem. It's more uh, before they were used to a certain font for him, but yeah. during the the COVID during the lockdown, I know I don't know if you notice it, but uh, many of our eyes eyesights have uh, have uh, become um, more. We have higher, rated? yes. I I have this that problem. Uh, he also has a problem with his eyesight. That uh, maybe because he's used to uh, you know used to not not being in the in the in the uh, sunlight as much. So okay. he had a problem with the font. So that's the reason why he could not read. So that was uh, <laughs> the problem, and they were used to that the font that where he can read, and uh, when it was uh, there. And there was no actual practice because unlike before, there were they, they had to take make a practice. Ngayon wala walang practice so naka ano siya na and he had a hard time reading the the the, the prompter and you know, it, it was just that I felt like you know th this is the greatest challenge of a generation. We have not seen the likes of this ever. Yeah, I know. And I, I felt know. like I felt like this was the opportunity for the president to to. You know, to prepare for for something as as as, I don't think any president has had any problem like this ever before, right? No, right. He's a he's a class of his own because this is the <laughs> because not not because of not because of, you know saying he's great or not. It's simply saying that he's a class of his own because you will now have to have have to uh, judge him on a in a, on a different. Uh, difficulty playing field, like for example, in, in rhythmic gymnastics or in synchronized swimming, there is a level of difficulty. Uh, <laughs> this case is different, you know. Marawi siege, and then now the pandemic, and nobody is even prepared for it. No, I don't think. Uh, I don't think. Uh, well, 
at the time of the first pandemic, um, who was the president then? I think Emilio Aguinaldo was the president. We're not really sure. Well, we, we never, we, we, we don't have statistics. We don't have records. We don't, we cannot even learn from history. So, you know, he was like, he's like, you dealing, uh, dealing with it for the first time. So, I, I guess. You know, we were doing all of, all of sorts of things. We were, uh, Congress got a, a little busy during the pandemic. We were able to pass the anti-terror bill and uh, the ABS-CBN franchise was denied. And I think we're going to move on to Tacha now. Don't you think that we were a little distracted, uh, Bruce? Don't you think that in a crisis it, with a magnitude well, such as all hands should be on deck and all we should focus on is the uh, pandemic? What, what, what do you have to say about that? Yeah, I, I, I was the first one who was saying that why, why, are, we giving why are we giving this... Uh, uh, this airtime or this burst of energy for a private bill. Remember the, that even before the, initially when we started our lockdown, um, there was no, well, the ABS-CBN issue came about May 4, uh, when, yeah. when there's a closure. Uh, and uh, we, were, we were busy with the preparations. However, when the closure came about, it became the priority. And there was, that was the time that we were supposed to be uh, you know, filing the Bayanianas one uh, law, but we were not able to file that because we had to deal with the ABS-CBN problem. Well, because of course, uh, it was, it, they were, you know, they had so many people in Congress who were lobbying for it, and uh, and that's the reason why they had to continue. And they were also um, they were also uh, pressured by the Senate because the Senate had their own hearing already, wherein uh, they were saying that oh well, well I know well. Uh, We'll do our our hearing for the for the franchise, so that if you finish with your hearing, we will just adopt our uh, you know our hearing, and then we can go directly to the voting and the giving of the franchise. So that was the and immediately after that, uh, the, the the cases started to spike. That's the reason when March thirty one, I think uh, that was the, uh, March thirty one was the first time that we had so much. Uh, there was uh, there was so so much attention on the. On the franchise, that there was a it became a problem. So I think uh, you know that's a, now now because of that problem, we had to uh, we had to uh, after the ABS-CBN issue uh, died down because it, there was supposed to be hearings. Now they uh, they they started with the uh, pandemic preparations that allowed us to do the lockdowns, do the SAP, uh, 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 the social amelioration uh, fund do all these things and then go back to ABS-CBN in the midst of the pandemic because they had to do that. So, so that's, the, that's the real, that, that's the, the story. And, uh, and after that, of course, uh, we had to come back again to, to, uh, to the sauna and of course the other laws that needs to be passed because there's so many laws that need to be passed in, in regard to you know, dealing with, uh, with the pandemic. So, you, uh, so are you saying that they were underestimating the pandemic uh, last March? That, so they had to do all of these things. They had to do... Uh, it, it to was all, I don't think, it, I don't were, think were they underestimating? underestimating? I don't think they're underestimating because remember, the Philippines is one of those, the first, one of the first countries that actually reacted to, uh, to, to, the, uh, uh, to, uh, to the pandemic. When in fact, when, uh, when, the, when the UN, United Nations, uh, the, the World Health Organization said, Initially, that they are that it is a pandemic. The day after, we already, uh, you know, we already had uh, 
number one, we already stopped uh, the issuance of visas. We already stopped the, the, the travel from, from China to the Philippines. Uh, but the problem is we have OFW, so we cannot just say, you know, stay there. Because most of them wanted to go home or some of them wanted to get out. So that, that was the dilemma. But at that time, there was no, in, there, there was no um, community transmission. There were only, I think, four cases. And I think, uh, uh, I think one died and the, uh, and the others were able to go back to China. However, we, uh, we failed uh, to realize the fact that from, I think, from January, February to until March, there was the, a slow uh, entry of people from OFWs, from Europe, from the U.S., from, you know, from Japan, from all the other places. And they were not as, uh, not as assiduous in testing as, the, uh, as we are now. So I think uh, somebody uh, went, or some people who were already uh, infected uh, went to the cracks. And that's the reason why on March 31, there was the first spike, I think, of 550 cases. And that was the, and initially, and, and even before the March 31 spike, the, the government already knew March 13, they had the lockdown. But, but we had travel bans starting, uh, I think, starting January 31, if I'm not mistaken, because January 20, I know, 23, 20, 27, we already had uh, our first uh, uh, travel uh, restrictions. And then 30, 30, I think, with regard to the travel bans. I know, Bruce, that um, the, the Duterte administration ran on the uh, slogan, change is coming. But the world that we were raging about no longer exists. Don't you feel that we should rage against COVID-19 100% of the time? Because we are fumbling our way into this. Um, honestly, I think, uh, yes, we should, we should actually be very, uh, uh, you know, pull all, our, you know, pull all our baskets to COVID. But at the end of the day, we also have to change institutions for, for us to be able to properly address the problem. Because clearly... The reason, if you notice all the bills and all the the, the things that he, he wanted to, uh, you know, to, to, to be legislated, these are things that were glaring um, problems that uh, that were uh, that were exposed during the COVID during the COVID during the pandemic, uh, meaning that the OFW problems. Uh, that's why he was really going for uh, the Department of OFW. He was. Uh, he was going. He had a, he had problems with, of course, uh, for the longest time. He had a, he had he had problems with uh, with with, of course, with uh, the 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 ID. Because remember, we are not we are not like Korea. We are not like uh, Taiwan that we can that we have this uh, law that allows uh, the government to actually supersede all the all the other you know safeguards and and do away with uh, with our privacy laws to. To uh, look into our database and look into our movements, uh, uh, South Korea has the, that law. Japan has the, uh, that law. China can do face, uh, face, uh, you know, face uh, recognition. So they they can they can actually monitor the citizens. We cannot do that. We have no laws for that. And in fact, we have a unified ID system, and it's not yet implemented because we, we it was supposed to be implemented for July 2020. So when we do contact tracing, it's, it's very difficult because we cannot just trace uh, people's movements by their credit card payments, which was done in Korea, South Korea. 
we cannot uh, we cannot ask the you know uh, people or OFW to have a a chip uh, uh, a place on on them or a place in their in in their cell phones that they they can we can they can monitor the movement of these people. So we we have uh, these uh, things that actually were um, handicap, which which made it more difficult for us to do contact tracing number one and difficult for us to actually uh, project the movement of people so that's one of those things that really needed to be to be um, you know to be de determined moreover though we have a list of the four piece the list of the four piece were not in uh, incongruous or were not really coordinated with the list of of the LGUs who are the constituents of the LGUs. So the LGUs had a different list. The, the four piece under the DSW had a different list. So that was the only time they realized, oh my God, we have two different lists. So that was the problem and that was the, the reason why there's so many problems in the, in the, in the giving of the, of the, of the SAF. Um, Bruce, a lot of people uh, I talk to when I interview them about the pandemic, they always hide in the nobody is succeeding in this curtain, when in fact there are success stories all over the world. Um, how yeah. do you assess the response uh, of uh, our government to the pandemic? How do you assess it uh, from a global scale, uh, from a global perspective? I'm sorry. If, if you look at, the, if you look at the, the, the results, okay, if you... Uh... The only thing that um, would, for me, for me is, um, is uh, something that I, I, I can say, okay, we're good. It's because our mortality rate is lower than the global average. You know, the global average is 4%. Our global average is now 2, two point something percent, um, which is okay, which is, uh, we, are, we are there. Of course, uh, death per capita is, we are also up there. Uh, we have 88, now we have 88 or 130, whichever uh, you would ask. They say it's higher than China, but, you know, who, who trusts China with regard to, uh, you know, with, with regard to uh, results and with regard to uh, statistics. So even, even if we say, they say that we have this 88,000 compared to our population, it's still okay. Um, I, uh, rem uh, of course, we have to, uh, many people are, uh, are trying to, uh, you know, to, to, to compare us with, with countries like Vietnam, um, uh, uh, Cambodia, Thailand, um, Indonesia, Singapore, Southeast Asian countries. Uh, at the end of the day, let us, let, uh, let us be uh, very aware, be, be very aware that when you talk of countries like Vietnam, Indonesia, Malaysia, Singapore, and, and Cambodia, and even Myanmar, these uh, countries do not have a really large OFW population that is from all over the world losing their jobs at the same time and coming back to the Philippines. So when they, when they say, oh, they have zero deaths or they have, you know, zero transmissions, well, uh, Vietnam, when they closed their border, they closed their border. Nobody was coming back because nobody, nobody was, uh, there, there are a few uh, Viet, um, Vietnamese OFWs who are, 
outside of uh, working in uh, the U.S., in Europe, uh, in, in the U.S., uh, in, uh, in, uh, in other places in the world. Uh, most of them, uh, most of the Vietnamese, when they went to the U.S., they were U.S. citizens and they did not return to the Philippines, but uh, to, to Vietnam. But so you're saying that countries, it's because of our OFW uh, I'm not saying that. I'm, what I'm saying is because of our situation. Our situation wherein we have, we have what you call, we have things that, that other countries do not have that we cannot control. For example, of course, we cannot, we cannot uh, say that, you know, we cannot just close our borders to our Filipino OFWs who wants to return. And many of them lost their jobs. So <laughs> even with the, uh, yeah, even, even with the quarantine, uh, it, well, the, the, one of the, the things that I really said that was a clear mistake was trying to let them arrive in Manila, uh, uh, you know, in one place, NCR. And then, and which is more difficult to, you know, to to quarantine, to take care of them, to mo monitor them. So that would have been that's the reason why because there was no Department of OFW. Um, there were there was what there was. Uh, uh, so Bisaya pa Latagao. It's uh, no, it's really uh, an uh, unsynchronized uh, all over the place, unsynchronized um, uh, handling of of the problem of the OFW uh, uh, return. So th these are things that we uh, we uh, we uh, we have, and for me, I think with uh, even with the transmission, uh, the the high infection rate, uh, the high number now, ninety percent are are mild cases. Only I think, only I think uh, zero point zero four percent are severe. So there are you know there are uh, silver linings along the way, but of course. The only thing that we should be very careful of are the hospitalization and the hospital beds because if we stretch them out too much, that will be the reason why the real uh, sick ones will be will not be given a, a bed, and that will be the the reason for the death uh, the death rate rising. Uh, Bruce, if you notice all over the world, those countries that are failing are those countries that are very divided, politically divided. A case in Poland, of course. Correct. The United correct. States, right? United they have States, Brazil. The use of masks Philippi Brazil Philippines. And the Philippines. So, um, but eventually, um, if you have a pandemic which threatens everyone, not just uh, any political party, uh, uh, the uh, pr Prime Minister of New Zealand was able to galvanize uh, her people. And, uh, you know, in spite of the fact that they're actually a very divided nation, when it comes to their politics. Uh, uh, New Zealand has very successfully uh, stopped COVID-19. In fact, there's zero cases in New Zealand now for the past seven, eight days. I know it's unfair to compare uh, these nations, but there are things that do work uh, that we yeah. can probably learn from them, right? Yes, and, and I think that's the reason why I was saying it to, um, in my show this morning. I was saying um, it's not, the, too much of it is politicized, not just from the, government side, but also from the opposition side. And, uh, and too many uh, people are also taking advantage of the polarization by, uh, mm -hmm. by mulching controversies, by mulching, uh, by, tr by trying to create uh, anger, unnecessary anger, unnecessary noise, which in reality is not really, you know, should not, should not really, should not be something that sh we, we should be thinking about or trying to get angry about during this pandemic, 
you know just that was why that was the, my position i was i was actually saying well yes we know that uh both both the government and i think the opposition are are not you know they're saying that you know they're doing it for this and that but actually both of the both of them are polarizing in a way and that's why i discourage that i, I discourage uh rhetoric in that regard you know it's like it's it's not a good thing to it's not a good thing for us to be you know to be so to be so divided during this pandemic bruce uh, how do you see this spanning out do you think uh, you know because we, we're i'm looking for you know our president getting angry like he was when he was angry about the drug problem and when he was angry about that uh, volcano erupting that things will change soon and all that stuff i'm i'm i was looking forward to that him getting angry about uh, his response to the coronavirus how do you see this spanning how do you see this spanning out um, um, you know in in the next few months how do you see this spanning out of course of course you would have um, the reason why uh, cases are rising is because because of because technically uh, we have well, japan doesn't have that problem but we filipinos we are so we're so sociable we you know we are we are not just sociable we are so friendly we it's very difficult for us to really to really physically distance and even socially distance because uh, our natural um, you know our natural move is to is to you know to, uh, to kiss <laughs> to hug to you know it's uh, uh, we have no problem with space you know sharing space with people and it's very difficult for us to do that so i think uh, in the couple in the coming months we would be uh, you know the covid becomes becomes a pro- becomes something real when somebody near you somebody close to you or even yourself nice, uh, get affected by it you know some people um, may perhaps do not really feel or see this the need to socially distance or the need the, the seriousness of the of the matter even if other people are calling it you know do do this do that be serious about it but it does not become personal if it does not happen to them or somebody near them or close to them so in the coming months i think uh uh we would uh actually be learning the lessons that uh, that uh, that we want to uh, that we will learn and perhaps and perhaps because i think the government uh, can can only do as much you know uh, people can only do as much you know we we are at a point where in all of us uh, have virtually uh, you know nothing in our coffers uh, we don't have money anymore in our inner savings we are just trying to get by every day we are uncertain we do not really know even with all our titles and all our professional uh, you know qualifications uh, this is a new world this is a new this is a new uncertainty and most of us are not really aware of it and when we see that uncertainty now becoming real that's the time we realize that this is not just uh, something that we can laugh about and i hope that uh, in uh, in the coming days uh, we can actually be more circumvent and really be more uh, be more into the, the trying to uh, to socially distance to wear the mask to be to be clean to always wash our hands to be to pre, uh, you know to avoid the crowded spaces or if you cannot avoid it be prepared or and, you know avoid uh, cramped spaces these are things that are very difficult for us to do being filipinos because we you know we're used to the cramped spaces we're used to the crowded spaces we're used to uh, 
you know, uh, hugging and kissing and, you know, being uh, being We live in, in squatters areas that have 10 people in yeah. one room, right? I know, there, uh, where, where privacy is not an issue for us, you know, so, and even with within friends, we share our food with, with our friends. We share, we share almost everything with our friends. So I think maybe perhaps it's a little bit getting used to, but just as long as our death rate is not spiking, um, I am don't, okay don't with that. Don't you get the, a sense, the, Bruce, that the messaging wasn't unified? Don't you get that sense that, you know, uh, uh, the coordination, even for just, just the messaging alone, just use of media? The, um, the, problem like is, the problem is that uh, media has always been uh, a little bit on the, on the, on the anti side, right? So when the, when no, the government... No, I, I think if, if, the, if, if the president can, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's not a hard sell to tell them, hey, we've got, a, you've, we've got an, ex, uh, an extinction level threat here. We've got we, to uh, use your spots. Honest, you know, we've got to use your airtime to promote social distancing honestly, and wash your hands. Honestly, uh, Jiggy, I, I, I have to be honest with you. Of course, I, wa we, I, was, also, I was part of the communications, uh, you know, group chat to, do, to, do, to strategize uh, how to bring the information. And uh, there are so many information that was given. And actually, were, there were people in media were, media were asked to share it. Uh, but apparently, uh, it's not as uh, it's not as uh, as uh, broad as as it as as we wanted it to be. Mainly because, of course, they also have their own uh, specific media companies also have their own way uh, own, own way of uh, giving information. And perhaps these are some of the matters that need to be fully discussed uh, or fully uh, implemented. We're not really. Uh, implemented that much and more importantly the the local government units uh really also would wanted they also wanted their own uh you know their own uh way of doing Oops. things really yeah <laughs> yes and that's the reason why there were uh, there are not all cities in even in metro even in the ncr not all cities were performing in the same way as the other mayors and also in the in Visayas and Mindanao, in in a, in a way, you know. So I think you really kind that, of have a sense that we're very parochial still. Not, not parochial, but uh, we we should have been a federal. You know, we we should have been a federal. We should have had federalism to begin with, because <laughs> because this is the problem of uh, of. Uh, getting unity from uh, uh, in a in an archipelago in an archipelago, you know, different islands of different uh, you know different cultures, different way. You know, uh, when President Duterte said, "Katang katang mga bisaya kay kuan kay taka ng gulo, na siya gisulti na ilain I forgot the term, but abas ang kasi sa sa Luzon. Oh, suburbio or uh, similar to that. Uh, but he was saying like, uh, because in Luzon, people would simply say, uh, if there is something that they would, uh, would, uh, would, be, uh, would be commanded, people would react. No, we don't want that word. But they would follow. That's what I noticed. Uh, because I, 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 come, uh, I was in, a, a, during the lockdown, I was in a Las Piñas. They were reacting. They were angry. But they were doing, but they were, Socially distancing, they were locking, locking down. But you know, Visaya, you know the Visayans. You know, we, we, we usually 
do uh, what you call this yung silent sober, oh, soberbio matigari silent uh, disobedience when you just smile and say ngano good tahon we're, we're like that we're uh, well we were classmates in UP we were <laughs> we were the typical rebels like for example <laughs> do that okay we just smile but but good luck if we're going to do it and I think that was what happened uh, uh, in Cebu where in, uh, they felt that initially they felt that uh, the infections were low initially. There was, I think, zero. There was a zero infection for for a, a good number of time, and uh, and people, um, you know, put their guards down. And of course, I mean, we the local government officials also were a little complacent. They realized. But okay. uh, Bruce, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is my assessment. Isn't uh, our president very good at communicating to the masses? And most of the time. Uh, I, I would like to believe that if he just says it in a really angry way. I, I didn't see but, that. Like, I didn't see the president, uh, so much rage. The, the, the president has been, has been um, the president is angry all the time. And this is the fourth year. And I think he just, he, because he run felt out that, of steam? Not run out of steam, but, but he felt that uh, he could only do as much being angry. Uh, if you know what I mean, you know, of course he's angry, of course he's sorry, but but for me, I think I I I I feel this. He's a good speaker. He's a good um, he he's yeah. yeah he's a good um. He delivers messages better in Bisaya than in Tagalog, <laughs> so that's the problem. Yeah, that's you can sense problem. that during the during that's the sauna, right? <laughs> if if he was to speak in Bisaya, if he was to speak in uh, because Almost I remember as, there was a speech, <laughs> there was a speech that he was doing in fully in Bisaya, and and I realized, oh, this is the this is the the brilliance of uh, of, of PRD when he speaks in Bisaya and talks to the people because it's actually a real talk, but when he speaks in Tagalog or and really? even if he adds English. Um, the the sincerity is not there, so that's I think lost. that's one of those. And and the people in in Manila, uh, you know, find it a little bit, you know, find the the the, the Tagalog words that he would use he would use and use the English words a little bit more, you know, crass. But we're already on his third third year, a fourth year, right? So I think they've already figured that out. By now. I don't think so. I don't think so. You know, there are so many things that uh, that uh, many people don't figure out. Uh, have not figured out uh, on how we use the vernacular. You know, there are things that are that we can say that are normal for us. We don't really like get shocked. But mm-hmm. when they ask, what do they mean? Or, they would they would be very shocked because no one uses our words. dialects, right? Yes, and I I think it's a little bit hard uh, for for uh, for a for Tagalogs and even for other people speaking non-Bisaya or non-Bisaya uh, languages to really understand the full grasp of the language or the, the vernacular. So, yeah. Bruce, um, um, I remember my gr- uh, grandpa uh, when I was a kid. He would talk yeah. to me about World War II. Mm. You know, and he kept on repeating it over and over again like a broken record. Um, his generation was defined by the war that he fought, and My I think this well. generation, this generation will be uh, defined by uh, by this pandemic. We are defined by the greatness and the gravity of the challenge that we face, and I think yes. ge- this generation will be defined by the pandemic. 
And I think the Duterte um, legacy will be defined by his success or failure in his response to this pandemic. Do you agree? Yes, definitely. And it's really, it's really funny because I remember if you, if you, if you look at the, if, if you notice, um, yeah, you know, he knows that nobody wants to be, you know, nobody, nobody wants to run for president after 2022 and when, when he, if he fails, you know, so, you know, it's really up to him now to continue the, to continue the, the, the legacy because, I, because for me personally, I believe that, you know, there is no winning or failing uh, uh, in this war, in this, uh, in this fight. Uh, he can, uh, he can choose, you know, he, he may do good, people will still die. There will be people who will die. And these, and these sure, are yeah. the deaths. These are the deaths that we cannot forget. Uh, there will be, of course, there will be mistakes. And of course, there will be failures. But, but at the end of the day, you know, nobody can totally blame a person for, for, you know, for doing this and doing that because nobody have had the experience or have had the formula to begin with. We cannot even compare ourselves to other countries. We're different. All of the other countries are different. So, in fact, even with, even with other countries claiming success, there have been, you know, spikes now. Uh, uh, they say, uh, like, for example, uh, Vietnam has new cases. Uh, I think Japan has uh, 300 new cases. Uh, I, uh, many countries, uh, many uh, states have said they have already, they have already zero transmissions have new cases now. So, so uh, clearly, this is not over yet. So, so I think for us, it's, it's about the longevity of it, how, do, how we fight the fight, how we, you know, even if VPN is saying that we cannot rely on a, a, a vaccine, but, uh, but yes, at the end of the day, we have to ride. We have to ride the pandemic until the time that there is a vaccine for us to be, to be aware that we can go back to the, to the past or to, to even a new normal, which is, you know, even a new normal, a new normal normal. Because now the new normal is a little bit weird. But, uh, but when we, but we have, you know, when the vaccine is there, that's the only time we can go back to the, the you know, the, 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 the good things in life, like, concerts traveling abroad the things going to bars <laughs> going to bars you know getting ourselves like you know uh going to parties like trying to make sick it sick it to every every other person <laughs> there we can't do that now so i think uh, uh maybe perhaps after the vaccine uh, has been uh, has been over and done with and we are all uh, vaccinated or for, or for what uh, reason whatsoever there's a herd immunity being uh, developed well that's the only time we can say okay we did it, but at this point in time, we cannot, we cannot even say, uh, you know, we win or we lose. That's why I get angry at people who are saying we're winning or we're losing because we're not yet there. So <laughs> you, you, you it, feel that Duterte's legacy will be defined by how, he, uh, how we come out of this uh, pandemic. Yes. And uh, you mentioned that, you know, nobody will, will want to inherit a Philippines after uh, his, uh, his term ends. Uh, but yeah. I know it's too early, too early, uh, Bruce. But I don't get a chance to talk to you that often. So j I'm just going to ask a little bit of a, a, a little politic uh, conversation, uh, election conversation. Who do you mm -hmm. think? Uh, how do you think the 2022 presidential election will look like? Show to us a scenario that you feel is more, more, uh, most likely. Bomber Marcos will run. Okay. Um. Uh, I don't really know if Sarah wants to run because I think Sarah does not want to run in the first place, and uh, and 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 PRD wants uh, wants 
uh, now doesn't like her to be president because she felt that uh, her children are so still so uh, so young. So I think that's a valid reason, and I think uh, you know, uh, the, uh, it's it would be you know it would be clear it it would be a uh, possible that she's not running, but I think uh, but but uh, you know there are people are floating uh, Bongo's name, uh, there are people floating Manny Pacquiao's name, there are people floating Panfilo Lacson's name, and uh, and I really don't know. Uh, it's uh, it's it's as we uh, it's as unclear as. Uh, as before, um, in all honesty, uh, if he if the president does good in uh, in 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 this pandemic and in 2022, uh, he has he still uh, gets the support of the people, you know, because I'm I because we are shocked that uh, even with uh, even with lower uh, uh, lower uh, rates or lower approval rates for for government uh, departments he has he has a, uh, a a high approval rate weird because some people find find a way to to cut him off from all the hulabaloo in government so there is no direct accountability so that, that is uh, for me for me a little bit uh, you know a little bit perplexing however you know if that's the case and if people try to find a way or if his supporters, really hardcore supporters, try to remove him, remove him from the equation of governance and treat him as a leader in his own right and he has a high approval rating, his, uh, what, uh, the person he would, uh, he would uh, suggest or he would uh, endorse yeah. would, be, would, be the, would be a winner or would have a great, uh, you know, a great uh, lift. But, but knowing President Duterte, I don't think he would. I would think. I would think he would endorse one person. More, might as well endorse two. Make it a little bit more <laughs> fight, fight of the tight clash of the titans. If, bro, bro, Bruce, when I when I see other leaders of other parts of the world, uh, namely Hacinda, the Prime Minister of New Zealand, Trudeau, yeah. and, and all yeah. that stuff, you, you you can sense that they're young, they're vibrant, you know, and they're passionate, and they still have all the physical and you know energy to to run a nation. I think. Running a nation is a young man's game. I, I honestly think so. And yes. um, don't you get that uh, sense that people want somebody more, more uh, younger? I mean, why does it have to be older people who run for uh, positions like president, Bruce? Why well, don't you run for president, Juice? Or, <laughs> <you know, laughs> or why don't 40-somethings no or early 50s people... No, no become presidents in this country why is that well because in the first place this is a you know we we are voting our president uh by the people directly voting our president many of these prime ministers who are young are actually uh being voted not by the people directly but by by the by the representatives in their <clears throat> in their parliaments they're so they're <laughs> yeah yeah their representatives yeah. so the only reason why you know, even in the United States, when you electoral college voted directly on directly by the people, there they tend to choose older people because um, we have this idea that you know the older the person, uh, the more experience he has, and uh, when in fact you know it's a little bit it's a hard job, and you know the the president Duterte 
was one of those who was one of the oldest or the oldest president to to uh, to come into office and i think perhaps uh with his you know with his uh with what he has done for the past four years some people would uh would now think that you know the older the better but of course it's not it does not follow so so i think perhaps uh if we change the system uh make it a little bit more um you know a little bit more uh welcoming of younger blood um well, we will still have that uh you know that 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 trend that we either vote for the son of the of the of the former or the the daughter of the former or even uh somebody who is uh you know who is part of the system and part of the of the you know of the of the manila um crowd which which i believe uh you know should not be so i hope that uh, we start a trend now we're in we vote for outsiders we vote for local government you know governors mayors of big cities look at their you know look at what they have done because re in reality uh it's their experience as mayors that really would make a, make them good presidents because it's a, it's decision making at its finest when you decide for for a city or for a, for a, for a province but uh, but of course telling a, a hoping for a young like a 40 something uh, mayor uh president well it takes a lot of uh, you know a lot of uh, greatness for a person to get that uh that kind of uh you know of uh, razzmatazz or even that kind of uh, uh following because all because remember there were young people who had promised but uh but you know as uh, because they because they were young uh, there were so many flaws that we we got out of them and and you know we we uh we learn later on that uh, they turn out to be not so good as at all so there were so many of them that in, in the past that we actually you know we were almost uh uh, uh, wanting to become president, but but uh, they, but they never, you know, they never materialized to be one. Maybe it's because of our system now in our in the Philippines, wherein you know you have to be, I don't know, you have to be that. It's a matter of canceling a person out, meaning uh, who is the least dirty becomes president. I no, don't but know. if you're the older you are, the more you, the more you know. In, in gross, the other more uh, submerged you are into the, the whole political game, the more dirt you have, right? So the younger you are, the less dirt you have. In fact, that's one of the reasons why Barack Obama, who was just a first-time senator, uh, became president because he didn't have much uh, dirt in him, so to speak. Yeah, but but remember, in the Philippines, it's different because uh, well, there's a, there's some reasoning that you know uh, when you get old, you you already want to. You know to uh, give back that's what what they're saying so sometimes it it works sometimes it does not so and, and filipinos very difficult to convince them of uh like for example uh what is the 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 the, the population that is most uh most numerous it's it's 40 something like us exactly so sometimes if we get, <laughs> yeah if we get a leader and we can say oh he's 40 like myself so our initial reaction is that hmm we, we we immediately doubt uh, the person because we know ourselves. We can't do it. You know we can. Uh, well, you know we can 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 we uh, you know can we uh, can we be strong enough to 
to stop temptations of corruption. Because you know, in all honesty, if you have like bill, millions of pesos in your, you know, in front of you, that can be a very difficult proposition to say no to. And of course, yeah, it takes a lot of guts and a lot of willpower to to avoid or Bruce, to... you're well aware of the power of social media. In fact, I think uh, you uh, hone that power very well. Um, don't you think that because of uh, the information, Howie, because of social media, uh, it is uh, easier now to uh, perhaps uh, promote somebody from out of nowhere, uh, like, a, like, I, like we talked about somebody younger? Uh, it, don't, don't you think it's easier now to... No. Uh, not easier because remember you can you may promote somebody you may uplift someone or may you may uh, say something good about someone but um you can but there can also be people who will say wrong or anything just anything wrong or anything any false information about that person any mm -hmm. any uh you know any any news that is that is uh you know that is scandalously uh offensive and if you, if you put it out there, make it appear to be correct, his uh, political career is destroyed already because it's there. And people, uh, you know, people want to believe. And, and, and that's the problem with social media now. There, is a, there isn't even playing field with regards to uh, trying to be, you know, trying to promote someone or getting to be popular because of, uh, because of just because of your own, you know, your own humility, your own, your own uh, brilliance or your own thing, but when you become so uh, so huge that you become a threat to other people, that's the time that people try to put you down and destroy you because you will you will now be uh, threatening careers, threatening incomes, threatening uh, positions, threatening uh, uh, even things that you, uh, that you do not know are that uh, you do not know you are a threat. You you are a threat to. Uh, you will you will be that person, and it's very easy to uh, you know to make up stories uh, about individuals and make it appear it's correct, and it sticks to you for the longest time. And for me, I think uh, it's still it's still a you know it's still a uh, a, a a mud pit or a snake pit uh, out there. So I think uh, social media just made it uh, a little bit more nasty. Honestly. <laughs> yes, not here because unlike before, when we have to just deal with uh, mainstream media, there are things that mainstream media cannot say. Meaning, yeah. well, if if they can say something, they might uh, slant something uh, uh, something about you, slant it, but they cannot just simply totally against you, like, right? Vocalize it, you know. If yeah. say oh, this person is like this, this person is like that, you know, just call you a an addict or call you something, uh, you know, give you names. Uh, in in, uh, in mainstream media, they won't say that because, of course, there is libel. Of course, there's things like that. But but social media, they can do that. You know, they can they can just make up stories and do less things like that just to destroy you. And would you have control over it? No, because of course, uh, that's that's social media. So I think unless social media is regulated, unless uh, everything becomes an even playing field in in our mainstream media. Um, but the people who have money will still be the one who will win. Bruce, I know you're a diehard Duterte supporter most of the time. Most of the yeah. time, not all the time. Yeah. I'm sure you get your share, your fair share of fans and haters, right? How do yeah. you deal with, with, uh, with uh, especially those haters, how do you deal with that? I don't read. 
Okay. I don't rem uh, remember when I put something out there. Um, it's my position. It's my it's my 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 wall. My post. Uh, okay. I I I uh, I put it in a public uh, domain. Uh, not because I want debate, but because I want other people to read it and maybe perhaps get my side of the other story. I don't debate with people because I know that my position is my position and its position is its position. So difficult to, to do that. You don't debate with, uh, with uh, people who, who, who just want to, uh, you know, who at the end of the day will, will just call you names, call you, you know, feel, feel, uh, make you feel bad about yourself. So when I put something out there, I don't read, uh, especially if it gets a lot of likes and it gets a lot of uh, leverage, a lot of, uh, um, um, you know, attention. That's the, that's the first, uh, that's the time I, I automatically do not read the comments because, of course, there will be comments there who are, who are nasty. And, you know, the, good, the bad thing about social media is that we, we already have lost that accountability to be human, meaning when you, when you have a false name and you have a... A picture of Winnie the Pooh. Hide, and, uh, and because you of can hide and anonymity, anonymity, right? So you can just be, you can just say anything you want, you know. And you have, you have no control over these people because you have a face, you have a name, so you cannot just stoop to their levels. So what you do is that you just don't give them the, the quality of your time or the, the, uh, the, uh, the attention that they all want to have. So. That's, that's me. That's why when I see bigger stars, like, you know, like, uh, like people who are respected in society and they, you know, they, they answer bashers, it's futile to do that. Futile because, you know, you can never win <laughs> with a basher. <laughs> I remember before, Bruce, once we elected a president. I don't know if I'm romanticizing the past, huh? but I think this is what I remembered. Once we elect a president, you know, there's like a honeymoon period. And then eventually um, people rally behind that president, whether they voted for him or her or, or, you know, it doesn't matter. Now it seems to me that it's politicking every single day. Uh, uh, what is going on? And do you think we'll ever go back to a time when people will start supporting their president, whether they voted for him or not? Well, this is the deal. Uh, it's... Uh... For me, I think uh, the only reason why, when the president got elected, he never had a honeymoon period. If you if you notice, never there was never a honeymoon period because I knew I knew I, I knew what happened thereafter. Maybe because uh, because when we elected, uh, you know, an outsider because he was considered an outsider. You know, he's uh, he does not really want to be in Manila. He's not he's not part of the Manila Manila scene. The people, the politicians in Manila. They just revolve around one circle. If you know, if they, if there's a party, you can get all the the, the members of the the Dilawas, the DDS, the you know, they're just one big group who are just dancing to different tunes every election. But here comes somebody who just brings in his team, who are who who speak, you know, who are Bisaya speaking, and uh, people in Luzon uh, are a little bit uh you know, are a little bit uh, shocked and a, a little bit uh. Uh, perhaps they couldn't understand uh, the the working uh, the the dynamics, and and that's the reason why there was really no three uh, you know the honeymoon period and people getting back getting behind the president. Maybe because I think uh, it's 
it's the power of um, you know the power of uh, the powers that be that uh, needs to um, control uh, situations and i think i'm not really you know it's it's generalizing things because of course if you are controlling this part of the world and you you get somebody who is trying to uh, to muddle with that control you 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 get defensive and you get you know you get a little bit angry so perhaps that's the reason why but of course later on they'll realize that after 2022 and they're still there and perhaps you know it's it was just uh, a matter of changing stuff and you know getting uh, getting things that we need to get um, they would feel that uh, that uh, perhaps they were wrong or perhaps they were because I, I know that this administration is not is not perfect and there are so many that needs to be called out you know oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> sorry but uh, there are so many people in the administration that needs to be called out but but at the end of the day if it's it's a it's looking into the totality of things and, and seeing okay what 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 uh, with what has been given to him what what did he do and at this point, if you notice many people who have uh, who really were his original supporters who knew him before he was president are the same people who are still there and that's because uh, we have not seen anything that uh, m would make us see that there is something wrong with him or with the change or there's a change in him that we felt that we need to say okay this is not the one that we this is not the the mayor Duterte that we know and and if you notice all of those who supported him before the elections before he became before he was number one in the in the in the ratings are still there but if you notice those who got away those who said uh, were not supporters anymore were only there after he won or or maybe perhaps days before you know the elections so if you notice there are names that are lacking now and are not even uh, saying anything now it's because these are people who came to support him late uh, uh, you know uh, too late in the game and and those who supported him even before even when he was mayor even when he was you know he was uh, he was still going around the country for federalism the same supporters that uh, that they have even if these people are fighting each other are not in talking terms with each other they are still supporting the president so that's, uh, that's... Bruce um, um, the Barack Obama administration was sort of like the peak of globalism and I think when uh, Donald Trump got elected, he is, uh, you know, he, he's a more protectionist, a more nationalistic uh, president. I mentioned the United States because I think there's, there was a surge of globalism that is, you know, engulfing the entire world. But uh, with the advent of Donald Trump, I think uh, there are more nationalistic fervors now that, that are emerging in some parts of the world, not just, not just the United States. My question is, do you feel that in 2020, because I can, I, I, we probably can both agree that we are still a very regionalistic country. Um, yeah. Are we still, uh, how regionalistic are we still as, as a nation? Um, will we ever the, think the regionalism. as one and not think in terms of regions? No, the regionalism will never go away because in the first place, we're separated by islands. It's not very easy to, to, uh, to immerse culturally when when the waters would, would really, uh, you know, uh, would really be difficult for us to be moving or to be actually uh, conversing on a daily basis. So, uh, so that's the reason why, you know, uh, people in Luzon would, would have 
Luzon problems, people in Visayas with the Visayas problems, people in Mindanao would, would have Mindanao problems, and perhaps that will be how it will be. However, uh, the good thing about, you know, about Filipinos is that even if we're regionalism, regionalistic, we are always, there are times in our lives that we, we are proud to be Filipinos. And that's, uh, and that's those times wherein we do very good. You know, we, we do very well. I think perhaps the only thing that we should be, you know, afraid about are, you know, are how is how we uh, we deal with the world because, um, yeah, exactly. uh, because of course this is the first time that uh, we can, for me honestly, even if uh, people presume that President Duterte is a dog of China, but in reality, <laughs> he he knows that uh, you know you know he is just uh, well I look at it as he's just. He's playing and he's trying to. Um, in terms of Bisaya, kanang kanang bitong kanang gigi nagpasipsip nga trying to be ano to be a kiss ass, but really, but really, uh, but everybody knows it's a fake kiss. Every everybody knows it's a fake it's a, uh, a fake kiss ass. You know if, if you know what I mean. You know, uh, because remember he he he's an asian he understands how chi the chinese you know a chinese family a chinese person is like the pride the, the this the act of being uh being we, we we honor them they they feel happy but of course we can we we the filipinos we can actually fake that but at the same time we also you know we also need to uh know uh tell the u.s our worth uh because for the longest time we have been you know we have been Taken advantage of, and uh, we have, we have, we, we are not given our our right um, respect because they, the, the U.S. would always treat us as a former colony, the little brown boy, you know, that they used to whip, uh, you know, and you see that, and I think now um, being being unpredictable, being uh, uh, pro-China and then later anti-China, and then and then U.S. and then he would. Go, go to russia it only shows that you know it uh, we can do it we can be you know we can play with the uh, diplomacy we can play with uh, with uh, with these individual leaders because we know we already know our worth we already know our situation in uh, in southeast asia uh, we know our position in uh, in the south china sea which is a very good position uh, we we know our geopolitical ge geopolitical uh, um um vantage point that both China, US, Russia, and all the other powers would want us on their side because we can give them the, the direct, you know, either the direct advantage against China or the direct, uh, uh, you know, the, a way to stop others from attacking China. So, you know, I think uh, many people don't get that idea, don't get that, uh, that positioning. Bruce, um, you know, um, what is your message to everyone right now who is, uh, who are, you know, hunkered down perhaps at home watching this video and they're kind of uh, uncertain about what's next? You know, there's so many things going on at the same time. I know. Um, what is your message uh, to everyone watching this video? I, I think the message is that every one of us are feeling the, uh, the, 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 the pain now more so than before. Before we can see, you know, we can actually 
even with our group chats with you know with Jojo with with uh, Joy Attorney jo, Judge Joy and Joey and Jip Jip and you know Bayani we before it was just like you know okay we will we will finish this after 15 30 days but now we already feel that it's uh, it's something serious you know we already feel that it's painful and all of us all of us uh, do feel uh, the 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 pandemic how it affects us how the uncertainty of uh, of our futures the uncertainty of the times uh, how do we get uh, how do we return back to normal how do we get back what we have lost um, it's normal to to be angry it's normal to to hate the government it's normal it's normal and i i really uh, and i really do understand if people you know are starting to hate duke starting to hate people like uh, you know like uh, like the pnp chief dibolsinas and stuff like that and i think uh, perhaps these the, the people who are also being hated on they also do understand that the, that at some point we need a punching bag we need somebody to really like you know really like uh, you know we need somebody to blame but you're going but of course we know who we can blame but at the end of the day, we should have an open mind and we should realize what's good for us. Because um, what, what's good for us is actually just being, you know, just, I'm not saying you, you, you follow everything, but what I'm saying is that, you know, you, uh, you become, you, become you, you protect your own, you protect yourself while protecting your, 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 your family and protecting everyone in the community. And if you and if you are not that, then that's the problem, because I think that's the reason why now we have a problem. Now we have a problem with uh, with uh, transmission is because uh, we only think of ourselves. It's uh, many of us don't really get angry unless it affects us. So, for example, if people are pro business, they 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 want uh, the you know they want the, the lockdowns to stop. And then because of the business, because of their business and later on they think about it. And now when it's trying to, you know, trying to meddle with our, with, with, uh, with, with the health of, of many individuals, you know, so we have our own agendas, every one of us. But I think we should always be aware that, you know, um, we, we have to take a middle ground. We have to compromise. We have to make sacrifices. Because not because it's not just us making sacrifices. Of course, others others will sacrifice more, and we have to be careful. We have to also accept that. But all of us are sacrificing, and I think the only way for us to feel united as a people is look as is to see each in, in each other's misery and realize that we're all the same. You know, this is all of us, regardless of our titles of our popularity of our faces of our you know what we look like what we, the, the language we, we uh, our lingua franca everything it doesn't really matter at this point in time even if you are the you, you are the mayor of Cebu City or the 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 poorest man of Cebu City you have the same problem we are all equal so I think that equality would all would only bring us uh, you know more more should bring us to look into ourselves as equals and realize that each and every one of us has an effect on this community. And I hope that uh, in the future, we really see that because I haven't seen that in the past months. 
and I have lately seen that when people are now trying to understand that um, we can only rely uh, on ourselves. And if we, if, we, if we rely on the government, <laughs> good luck. It's not, <laughs> it will not work. Because, of course, the government can only do too much. <laughs> we have to do it ourselves. So we have to help and we have to be one. And, of course, it's okay to complain. But when you complain and it's not, it's not a complaint, but just a bit, uh, but just a, just being bitchy does not help. It only <laughs> creates anger on those people who are actually doing the, the sacrifices. You know, because when you say, oh, it's like that, but all of us are sacrificing. So what's, what's your problem? So it only, it only aggravates the anger. And I think it's true that, uh, because of course, uh, VP Lenny was saying, ang Pilipino hindi pasaway, it's not saying that when President Duterte is uh, is uh, getting angry at the, uh, you know, trying to scold the people, the, the the Filipinos. It's not actually saying the Filipinos, Filipinos are pasaway. It's simply a father telling his children that you know, magserioso naman tayo kasi mahirap na, wala na tayong pera, kailangan natin gawin to. So that's it. Um, you know, not too long ago, Bruce, four years ago, we just had one of the most divisive elections in recent memory. In fact, the, the country continued to, to be divisive a few months after. Eventually, I think somehow Even it stabilized. Even until now. Yeah, it's but still it there is that. It stabilized a little is. bit. He became very popular at a certain point. Or at least the fissures or the cracks have healed, if not hidden. Yeah. The nation got behind, behind him uh, somehow. But now yes. we have a pandemic, a crisis that no one's ever seen before. And yes. the cracks, the fissures are beginning to show. Yeah. You know, at the time when we all need to be united as a people, sure, we have our squabbles about a great many things, but yeah. what divides us is nothing compared to what unites us. Correct. We all can agree that we all need to survive. We, mm -hmm. we need our economy to be revived and hopefully life to go back to where it once was just six months ago, Bruce. And I hope to uh, see you in a, a cafe or a bar or in, in that, that coffee shop when our batch uh, got a little reunion one of these days. Oh, I yeah. hope to do that, Bruce. Yeah. One of the things that I really uh, found to be very important are the people who know you when you were young, uh, when, you were no, when, you, when, uh, when I was a nobody, are the people who would still know me and I, the people I would miss the most. I miss the most during this pandemic because... You know, these are the people who 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 know who I am and and my my you know my 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 uh, my weaknesses and stuff like that. And and the good thing about this pandemic is it made me realize that you're only as good as your friends and the people you love. So I hope that people remind us who we we really are, right, Bruce? <laughs> yeah. Bruce, I, think, I know that you're, you're all over the place. Uh, can you uh, please tell us where they can catch you on social media, on television, on radio, or maybe well, an article course. that's on print? Go ahead, tell everybody. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm in Waljak. Uh, that's in uh, Radio Cinco, 92.3 News FM. That's from 8 to 10 in the morning, of course. Um, I do, uh, I do, I co-host a PNP uh, ho uh, show on, on, on also uh, a PNP, uh, a PNP show called Rectangle Connect Action Agad uh, once a week uh, uh, in UNTV. 
uh, I have other things uh, brewing up, but of course we have to look into, uh, we have to see uh, uh, what happens because of course the, the pandemic and all the things are, you know, uh, are killing the schedules and the plans and everything like that. So I think perhaps uh, that uh, with, uh, with the resurgence of, uh, of uh, many uh, of stations, new stations, or perhaps, you know, um, uplifted stations like, like PTV4 and IBC13 and stuff, uh, there will be a new um, programs coming. So just wait. We will look for you, uh, Bruce. Thank you so much. Attorney thank you, Bruce Jimmy. Rivera, thank you so much. You were amazing. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, one more building. question before you go. Uh, when I, I heard that you promised that you were going to relocate to Cebu, is that actually happening or you're just saying it? I, I actually plan to do, to do it in July, end of July, but I can't move. So I am, I'm trying to, you know, and then this one, there, well, I'm, I'm, let, let me just uh, be clear about <laughs> it. I, I actually, if there was no offer <laughs> for this thing, and it, it will not uh, it will not uh, become a reality, I will relocate by September okay. or after I had every I have an opportunity to really uh, you know to forever when everything is over when I can travel uh, you know without any problems then <laughs> then surely I'll be back. <laughs> okay, I'll catch you soon, Bruce. Thank you so much. Bye -bye. You stay safe. Okay. Stay safe. Thank you. There you have it, Attorney Bruce Rivera. Our episode of the Philosopher Podcast, of course. Thank you so much for watching. My name is Jiggy Jr. And you stay safe now, okay?